Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Primary Care Podcast. It's your boy, Dr. Marcos, coming at you today. Uh, before we get into today's episode, the joke of the day from the primarycarepod at gmail.com inbox uh, is from an anonymous listener. Uh, Dr. List, uh, if you're reading this, today America took down that Chinese air balloon over their country. It's good to see Joe Biden fighting inflation. <sighs> okay, let's start the podcast. The Primary Care Podcast is written and edited by a family physician for an audience of other physicians, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, residents, and medical students interested in primary care topics. This is not a podcast for patients and should not be used as medical advice. This is also a personal podcast produced on my own time and solely reflecting my personal opinions. Statements of this podcast do not reflect the views or policies of my employer, past or present, or any other organization with which I may be affiliated. Thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark List, here to bring you the latest news, guidelines, and updates from primary care sources around the globe. Keeping it under 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and I'm not that smart. Well... Welcome back to the podcast, pod girls, pod boys, pod people. It's your pod doc, Dr. Mark List coming out today with another episode. Um, before we get into it, um, I know I just said that and we just had our introduction and that was all good. Um, pause for a second. Okay, we're back. Uh, trying a new um, audio setup, so we'll see if this goes better in the previous episodes, which kind of sounded a little echoey to me. Um, anyways, Today's topic is going to be really fun. Uh, last episode, we just did one on uh, chronic kidney disease management and guideline updates. Uh, today, we're going to do a fun one on chat GPT. Uh, for those of you not aware, chat GPT uh, has come under the popular uh, media uh, recently. And the topic I want to talk about is this paper. Um, it's in a preprint, uh, pre-print status um, out of uh, California. Ansible Health Inc., uh, Dr. Victor Tseng, and it is the performance of chat GPT on the USMLE, potential for AI-assisted medical education using large language models. So um, basically in this study, this virtual AI tool uh, passed or nearly passed uh, step one, two, and three of the USMLE uh, licensing examination. So, uh, and that's not a huge surprise that an AI tool, which has been trained on all of basically medical knowledge that is freely available on the internet and various sources has been trained over time. And this AI has learned uh, a lot of medical factoids. And in this, uh, you know, licensing exam where you are given factoid and clinical scenarios need to make the most accurate um, diagnoses or the next um, logical step. The cool thing about ChatGPT is the fact that it uses logic to understand questions and formulate appropriate responses. So it's uh, it, it makes really good sense out of things. Now, um, at this point, I do want to back up a little bit, right? Because the 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 article that I again with this was this topic was based on is really just the fact that this artificial uh, intelligence tool, this language model tool, uh, has passed or nearly passed uh, step one, step two, and step three. Now, what is chat GPT in terms of uh, its function or how it could function in medicine or with physicians and patients is really the heart of this episode and, and really what I wanted to talk about, right? How can chat GPT be used to help patients? How can it be used to help us as primary care providers, okay, in the future? And, and to back up, ChatGPT is a language model, right? And it's based on OpenAI. It's capable of generating human-like text based on the input it receives, mostly from the internet. It has been trained on a vast amount of text data from the internet and can be used for a wide range of, the, of clinical tasks, including answering patient questions, generating creative writing, and more. 
specifically for physicians, APPs, uh, mid-level providers, ChatGPT can provide quick and accurate information on a wide range of medical topics. Uh, and this can save us time as primary care physicians. It can improve patient care too, uh, by allowing physicians to quickly find answers to clinical questions without having to manually search through uh, databases like UpToDate or Harrison's or uh, Hippocrates, for example. Uh, additionally, it can, by having access to updated information, physicians can make more informed choices. You know, for those of us who really struggle to stay up to date, this could be a really good tool that, depending on the source of what ChatGPT can have, can be really up to date. And for a lot of providers that might be, you know, five or 10 years out of date, not really up to date on their CMEs besides just getting the bare minimum, uh, this could be a really good tool, okay? Um, for patients, ChatGPT by itself can provide a convenient way to access reliable medical information. By answering questions and providing information, ChatGPT can help patients make more informed decisions about their health and well-being. Additionally, ChatGPT can provide a more accessible and convenient way for patients to learn about medical conditions and treatments more than just straight Googling and getting whatever website comes up. This can improve their overall understanding and help them manage their health more effectively. And overall, ChatGPT has the potential to significantly improve the quality of life of medical care providers by providing them and their patients with quick and accurate information, improving decision-making, and ultimately leading to better health outcomes, okay? Um, how did it pass the USMLE step one, step two, step three, right? Well, it hasn't officially passed licensing exams, right? It's just a language model, um, but it basically in this trial data shows that it can pass enough questions at a high enough percent that it could predictively pass USMLE. Obviously, right now, USMLE is not going to allow an AI tool to do this, right? But uh, it certainly has the capabilities of learning enough information to pass the basics of these medical licensing exams. Anybody would tell you that these licensing exams do not make a good physician. In fact, it really only is a good predictor in medical school of the fact that you will be able to pass your future boards and continue to be a board physician and pass your boards in the future. It has no bearing on how good of a clinical uh, physician you actually are, how good you are with patients, and how you can manage a, a busy practice. Now, one of the big concerns that I had when I was reading about all of what ChatGPT is and is and, and can do and can do uh, is and can do for healthcare is what if what happens if ChatGPT gives patients wrong information? For example, right? If it searches the internet and it reads all of this misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines and treatments, could it accidentally pass misinformation to patients instead of giving accurate information? And the answer is yes. It is possible that information provided by ChatGPT could be incorrect or outdated, um, including misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines or any other medical topic. And while ChatGPT has been trained on a large amount of text data, this data can include incorrect and misleading information. And therefore, it's, import it's important to keep in mind that ChatGPT is not a substitute for professional medical advice, and its responses should always be verified by a licensed healthcare professional, right? So it's not like these AI tools are going to come after our jobs. Uh, no one is going to be able to, from a uh, business standpoint, none of these companies producing these AI tools are ever going to be able to withstand the legal liability that would come at the cost of being able to provide free, unfettered medical advice based on basic medical science. The other issue is that patients sometimes input symptoms in a way that 
artificial intelligence is likely going to misinterpret, right? What does the term dizziness mean to a patient? What does the term lightheadedness mean? Um, you name the symptoms that patients say, and it's not until you dig down deeper in terms of uh, figuring out what they actually mean, and then you can put it into a classic clinical vignette that would make sense, right? Um, but what could ChatGPT do, not necessarily for patients and not to replace us as providers, because again, from a medical legal standpoint and from a patient connection standpoint, AI is never going to replace human beings, but it has a lot of potential to augment medicine, okay? So ChatGPT has the potential to automate a number of administrative tasks that are common in physician practices, making the physician's work more efficient and easier. Some examples of tasks that ChatGPT could perform for you and me include things like scheduling appointments, right? ChatGPT could take patient requests, look and coordinate my schedule and automatically check that automatically check that availability, send reminder appointments to patients to email address and then update physicians calendars if things need to be changed, right? It can handle patient inquiries, right? So ChatGPT could then handle in plain language refills and send emails then to uh, providers or send emails to nurses. It could route messages to the appropriate staff based on what the patient is asking. Um, it could ask, it could provide medical advice based on basic questions about test results and other routine questions. So therefore freeing up physician's time, nurse's time, et cetera, um, and allowing us basically to be able to practice medicine again, right? It can generate reports. So ChatGPT can actually, uh, you know, it can generate reports. It could read a patient's chart through the entire hospitalization and and begin to write a discharge summary, okay? It could it could write referral letters to specialists based on my document from today and the fact I'm referring to a specialist. It could formulate a letter, right, based on what I said and, you know, stock letter writing, you know, features to a, to a consultant. It could process insurance claims, right? Extracting relevant information from the chart, from physician's notes, uh, from, uh, from patient statements in their chart and then process insurance claims, sending letters, sending emails directly to insurance companies, okay? Formatting this into a professional report before it's ever sent. Medical coding, right? ChatGPT could read a medical note that I dictate or, or, or template and then suggest codes for procedures or diagnoses, helping the that the physician in, uh, ensures that they are not only billing at the top of uh, recommendations, but also not missing any diagnoses or procedures that I'm skipping out on, okay? And finally, it can actually help with chart documentation, okay? Literally suggesting appropriate language or structures of notes or providing quick access to relevant information regarding these notes. And these are just, you know, setting the, um, uh, this is just skimming the surface of what these AI tools could eventually do for us, right? Now, here's one thing that I've always been really interested in. Could ChatGPT listen or read a transcription, okay, so have another uh, software program listen to me versus the patient and then use that transcription between a patient and physician encounter to create an appropriate note for billing that encounter. And the answer is yes, it is completely possible for ChatGPT to read a transcript between a patient and a physician and then create an appropriate note for billing of that encounter. ChatGPT has been trained on a large amount of text data, including medical information and language, so that this information could be used to generate a note that accurately reflects the content of the transcript. Now, you may be asking yourself, Dr. List, 
where did you get all this information? What articles did you read about ChatGPT to be such an expert? How are you able to come up with this podcast topic on the fly? And I just typed in all of these questions into ChatGPT and everything that I just said over the last 12 minutes has been computer generated with a little bit of ad lib from me. Every single paragraph, every single bullet point were questions that I asked to ChatGPT that I would ask, you know, when I was formulating this podcast and it provided me the template. Everything, right? Uh, Here's my last question. Could ChatGPT read a transcript between a patient and a physician and create an appropriate note for billing that encounter? Yes, it is possible for ChatGPT to read a transcript between a patient and a physician and create an appropriate note for billing that encounter. ChatGPT has been trained on a large amount of text data, including medical information and language, so that it could be it could use this information to generate a note that re- accurately reflects the content of this transcript. However, it is important to note that in creating an accurate note for billing purposes requires a deep understanding of the medical billing codes and regulations, which ChatGPT may not have. In addition, medical billing codes are subject to change, and so it is important to make sure that the codes used in the note are up to date and correct. While ChatGPT has the potential to automate some of the more routine aspects of note-taking and billing, it should not be relied on as a substitute for a licensed healthcare professional. Instead, it is best used as a tool to assist healthcare professionals in these tasks, helping improve efficiency and accuracy. So I'm telling you that basically what I told you is directly from ChatGPT, which can formulate in very real time a very complex and very coherent narrative that not only makes sense, but is most of the time fairly accurate. Now, there's a lot of work to do. Now, this is just me, by the way. Uh, this is just me talking, not the computer. Um, yes, and and for future reference, um, ChatGPT is going to host your next podcast episode. I just need to put it to the uh, Microsoft Sam uh, AI voice that sounds like this when it talks. So expect that podcast episode coming soon. Uh, anyways, my, my point is, is that this, I typed these out in real time, right, right before I started the podcast and was just reading basically what it told me. This took three minutes of prep time to produce this content. Now, again, as of right now, this is not ready for live. This is not, you know, something that I would recommend that you out there are, are booting up in clinic to be able to answer questions for your patients together. Uh, I don't think that it's it's ready for the showtime yet. And it even talks about the fact that it's important to keep in mind that this specific task that GPT could assist with would depend on the particular setup and requirements of each physician's practice. I'm just reading that verbatim of what one of the answers, what they told me. And my point is, is that these tools are going to get better with time. These tools are very, very, very much, even though they pass, you hear all these studies about uh, how they can pass USMLE step one, step two, step three, it is very likely, unlikely that they will ever replace us in our clinical practice because of that connection with the patient, the trust, the level of uncertainty, the ability to cut through and make sense of patient-specific verbiage, the importance of medical legal liability concerns from a uh, a massive corporation who's creating this AI tool. The fact that these AI tools can get inaccurate information off the internet and can't always be 100% trusted, but this could be a really good assistant. This could provide a lot of really quick research in a way that really puts basic Googling to shame, okay? 
And I think that this tool does have the potential to be a kind of first line, you know, instead of your nurse's time, instead of your MA's time being eaten up with mundane things, this tool could be a really good aid to the practice. Again, all of these administrative tasks, you know, study after study says the average family physician spends, uh, you know, 16 hours uh, a week uh, doing administrative menial tasks that have absolutely nothing to do with clinical care, let alone documentation, right? And here is a tool that has enough understanding of the human language that can create coherent letters and replies and documentation aided by a medical professional in a way that you know, a medical professional can then review and really probably have some significant benefits with these tools going forward. I am so excited about the future of artificial intelligence and its use in medicine. I do not think it'll ever replace us again for many reasons. I think it'll be very much like Star Trek in the future where I've got my little handheld device and it's listening to the patient give their report and it's going to give me a percentile chance that this is pneumonia versus pulmonary embolism versus heart failure uh, versus viral upper respiratory tract infection and it will give me a statistical breakdown of the likelihood and possible tests I can order and then me and the patient together are going to make that decision on what's actually best navigating the gray parts of medicine that are always going to exist for the for the history history of, you know, my lifetime anyways, the gray areas, the art of medicine is always going to exist, but these tools are going to make my job at least less administrative, very, very likely going to help make administrative tasks less likely, and yet are still probably going to be um, imperfect at their core. So hopefully this was a fun topic. Hopefully you appreciated ChatGPT providing a transcript for me to read today. Uh, this is not, I'm not being paid by ChatGPT. This is not an endorsement of the product. It's definitely not ready for live. Uh, but again, I think that this is something to look forward to that I think is absolutely going to be used to help us not hurt us and definitely not replace us in the future. Uh, maybe I will eat those words in 20 years, but... Um, at worst case, I can fall back to my uh, job as a podcasting host. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to the Primary Care Podcast. This has been your boy, Dr. Mark List. Reminder, you don't need to stay up all night to stay up to date. Thanks. God bless. Have a great week.